Welcome, welcome, welcome all to the Pro Football Radio Podcast, episode number seven. This is Jay Chima here with the pride and joy of Merrimack, New Hampshire, not Nashua. I apologize, I got that wrong last week, Mr. Puma. Yeah, it's all good, it's all good. <laughs> you know, my, my folks kind of called me out on that, being like, you weren't born in Nashua, you grew up in Merrimack. Okay, mom, dad. Merrimack. We, yep. we, we got it right. We no gotta, fact check around here. We got to make sure Papa and Mama still are happy. Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> they're they're going to be especially proud when they find out that this week we're traveling, or myself, I'm traveling to uh, Mexico with Camarena Tequila on this episode. So it's going to be a good time. Hey, man, you do you. I'm still on my Starbucks kick. <laughs> yeah, this, this guy is Starbucks. So, so what Starbucks flavor are we drinking today? Oh, no, no. We can't go down that road. Oh, come on now. I can't, I can't get uh, vilified for my... For my no, drink it'll be, it'll be group therapy. <laughs> no, no. Group therapy. I drink black coffee like a man. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here we go. On that note, cheers. Cheers, brother man. Um, back in it again, man. Uh, another uh, another podcast. You excited for this? Yeah, you know, we had like uh, same amount of views last week. 30, 30, uh, like 30 strong. Yeah. We're getting there, man. We're, We're getting, getting there. there. Slowly but surely. Uh, let's uh, start with some basic stuff. What was the biggest uh, storyline of the week in your opinion? Uh, biggest storyline of the week... Uh, not including the combine, it's got to be Jason Witten uh, coming out of retirement to go back with the Dallas Cowboys. The, he signed a, a one-year contract with, uh, I think, a base salary of about $3 million with incentives that could bring it up to about $5 million. Now, those incentives include roster bonuses and uh, other, uh, other accomplishments throughout the year. I don't know if it's based on uh, receptions and touchdowns, but... We can get into those details later on, but right now, one year, possible five million dollar contract. Yeah, that was uh, that was definitely interesting in my personal opinion. I don't, um, I think uh, the broadcasting thing wasn't really working out for him. Um, I do know he wants to save face, and everybody is saying, "Oh yeah, you know he he always had the itch to go back," and the the Cowboys, you know, welcome them with open arms. But let's face it, he wasn't doing doing that good in the booth. Monday um, Night Football was for all. Purpose of the train wreck. Um, it was probably the the worst broadcasting team out of all the major networks. So um, I know ESPN probably didn't force him out, but I'm sure he probably saw that he wasn't good at it. He he knew he wasn't what was in his blood like Tony Romo is such a natural right. at it. So um, I think that probably had part to do with it as well. But I think this is a win win for the Cowboys. You get him for cheap. You get him for a great one year deal. Um, basically, we know he's going to be on a snap count with 25 snaps. Is that accurate? I think so, possibly. I mean, he's he isn't the Jason Witten of old running 25 yards with his helmet off, you know, in, the, in an Eagles game, which, by the way, to me, is the greatest highlight of all time. Is Jason Witten going across the middle, catching a pass, gets clocked, helmet comes off, and he still runs for an extra 15, 20 yards. So that's not the Jason Witten that you're going to get. If you expect that from Jason Witten now, you know, get yeah, your head checked. Of course not. Yeah, and I think this is more of a uh, of a um, a move to bring him back into the locker room and um, have some sort of leadership role. Um, right. Really mentor the young guys with Zeke and Dak. I believe the person's going to benefit the most out of this is not going to be Dak. It's going to be Zeke, just because at this stage of his career, Jason Wynn is a better blocker than he is a receiver. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, he'll just be another offensive lineman at the end of the uh, line for, for Zeke, and he'll just open uh, massive ga- gashing uh, holes for Zeke. So I think it's uh, it's a great move all the way around. I think Jason knew he wasn't going to last in the booth, so he made, yeah, and you know he made what? a calculated decision. And you know what? He's you know At the end of the day, Jason Witten's human. I didn't, listen, I'm probably speaking for the minority. Was he bad in the booth? Yes. Did I mind him in the booth? 
Not really. I thought Booger McFarlane was more of a pain in the ass than Jason. Oh, Whitney he was bad <laughs> with the with the, the Booger Mobile. But at the end of the day, he's human. I guarantee you, the guy probably saw the comments on Twitter and Facebook and get, getting raked over the coals. And like you said, they get him cheap. Dallas never really had a tight end. You know, the years the year that he was out. So this is just Jason Witten coming back. And there were some reports uh, by ESPN that there were rumors that they're kind of grooming him to be a, a head coach or Why? Part, of, part of the Why? coach. Why do you well, want listen, Jason the, Garrett? The clapper isn't doing anything. The clapper. And, you know, the clapper, you know, if those of you that don't know, the clapper is uh, Jason Garrett. He's essentially on borrowed time because they didn't offer him a contract extension yeah, this year. Yeah. So it's almost put up or shut up time for Jason Garrett. You're bringing back a seasoned veteran in, in Jason Witten that is a smart guy. He's just not great in the booth. Everyone had this expectation that he was going to be the next uh, Tony Romo. And, you know, so and not everyone's going to be Tony Romo. Jason mm-hmm. Witten is better being, you know, X's and O's guy back in the huddle. And, you know what? Good, good for him. I think it's a great pickup for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. I'm not saying they're going to be a Super Bowl team like some people have been saying out there. Oh, my God. But it's they've a good been, pickup at the end yeah, of the Yeah, the way these Cowboy fans talk about the Cowboys, you would think they've won, I don't know, the last six Super Bowls, you know what I'm saying? Right. Which, yeah, they, they haven't. They're not, they haven't been relevant since, what, 95? What was the last time I they mean, won? we were still in elementary school. Yeah, so who knows, man. It was before our time. Before you started watching football, so. Right. And plus for Dak, who, for all you know, better purposes, he, he can't really throw the ball more than 10 yards down the field. You believe that? I, Do you believe that? I mean, he really wasn't airing what, it let, out. Let's talk about this. Why does Dak get hated on so much? What what is uh what is his shortcomings that people just seem to not put him in that um category of up and coming young quarterbacks like the Pat Mahomes or the Carson Wentz, who in my personal opinion hasn't been able to complete a whole season. So I, I don't understand how Dak isn't in that in the little group with uh, with those guys. Because he doesn't throw the ball down the field. I mean, l- listen, even when they got Amari Cooper. He took some shots down the field, but everything else was just like two-yard dump-off pass, five-yard dump-off pass. Like There were memes out there of Jason Garrett clapping for like a <laughs> third and 15, and Dak completed a five-yard pass. But yeah. I mean, for all intents and purposes, there is some truth to that. Yeah. So, hey, I'm not saying, oh, Dak is automatically just going to be chucked down Charlie, but instead of just dumping it off to Zeke and getting blown up in the backfield, there's a seasoned tight end that can actually make plays. And he's still a big body. He still looked like he could play in the booth. So, win-win sure. for everybody. Sure. I think uh, I think if I had to guess, it's the fact that Dak can't win when everything is going smoothly. That's the biggest issue. He doesn't have that it factor where when um, Zeke is not having a good day and when the line is getting demolished by the defensive line, um, he can't win it for them. And I think that's the biggest issue people have with Dak. Right. I mean, he wasn't even really running that much last year either. Yeah. Like, he was just staying in the pocket. All right, either I'm going to get blown up or I'm going to do a five-yard pass, you know, right down the middle. Or, hey, maybe I'll hit Amari Cooper down in the post. But, yeah, hey, we'll see. Do you think uh, with Witten coming back, do you think it adds a couple wins here or there? Let's do a quick little outlook on the season next year for the Cowboys. They're, in my personal opinion, they probably won't win the division. Um, I think I think if Carson Wentz is healthy for right. the whole year, I think the, the Eagles win. But do you think they can compete? And do you think Jason wins? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, let's let's be honest here. The tight end is a almost a premium position in football, especially when you get in the red zone. Jason Witten, like I said, is a big body that you want going in the red zone. So I would say it would count for a few wins. I'm with you that 
the division is going to go as far as the Eagles and Carson Wentz goes. Yeah. Um, I don't have them winning the division, but they're going to be making noise for sure. Okay. Maybe a, maybe a wild card spot, but I, I think this pickup is a good move for Dallas. So cool. it's going to be good going forward. Awesome, awesome. Cool, cool. Uh, the other big news of the week was the Combine. Um, it is still going on today as we're recording on Saturday. Um, nothing too crazy. Nobody blistered the 40-yard dash. Nothing crazy like that. But the biggest piece of news coming out of the Combine was the number one overall draft pick um, with the Arizona Cardinals this year in the draft um, met with Kyler Murray. And I think that is massive because we ho- we heard from the Cardinals camp the whole time that Josh Rosen is their guy. But if you're taking a meeting with Kyler Murray, then there's definitely some interest there. Right. And the thing is, too, is if you look, if you do like a whole whole timeline before the combine even started. Okay. So you got Cliff Danson. Sorry. Danson. Danson. He should be with the Kardashians. Right. You know that's that's him. Right Danson, Danson Cliff Kingsbury being on record when he was a coach at Texas Tech saying that, oh, you know, if I was a head coach, I would draft Kyler Murray number one. I've been following him since he was in high school. Yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. We've all seen the video. Okay. And then about maybe three weeks, a month before the combine, he comes out and says, you know, Rosen is our, air quotes here, our guy. Yeah. Like, we're going to move forward. Rosen is QB1 for the Arizona Cardinals. And then right before measurement day, the the GM for the Cardinals, uh, his first name is escaping me, but his last name is Kime, uh, comes out and says let's, that. Let's make up a name. Let's call him. I think it's Steve. I think it's Steve. Let's Kime. call him Jim Bob Kime. Jim Bob Kime. I'm go. pretty sure it's Steve Kime. You can fact check and hit us up with the comments. No, it's Jim Bob Kime. But, um. <laughs> He comes out in a press conference and is asked the question, is, is Rosen our, is your quarterback? And he said, yeah, he's our quarterback right now. Yeah. So to me, that opens the door and you're essentially walking back everything that your head coach said to save face with Rosen. And then they take that meeting with him. To yeah. me, the, the writing's on the wall that I think they're going to draft Murray first. They're going to ship Rosen uh, I wouldn't be shocked if someone in the, the later first round mm-hmm. trades Trades him, trades a draft pick. I mean, yeah, they got Rosen as a first round pick. He obviously did not perform up to snuff. Some of that was on him. Some of that also was the Arizona Cardinals. Like that, that offensive line and that offense did not do him any favors. He really didn't get a chance to succeed. So it'd be interesting to see if anyone takes a flyer on him. But I think. Kyler Murray, for better or worse, is going to be taken first overall based on all the Which is so stupid to me. I don't understand this. Like, why Why are you taking him first overall? He's not – I mean, all right. Now, I have this gripe. Obviously, I'm an Ohio State fan. Go back, guys. But I, I think Dwayne Haskins, who is the same guy numbers-wise, um, should be drafted higher than Kyler Murray because yeah. Dwayne Haskins has the numbers that the uh, Kyler Murray has. But he also has the body to back it up. The guy is six uh, three, two hundred twenty pounds. That's and, and then that's a that's a, that's prototypical prototypical quarterback for the NFL. Right. And listen, you know, I'm, I'm gonna come out and say my one of my favorite quarterbacks besides Dan Marino was Doug Flutie. Doug Flutie did not stand out as a towering behemoth at the position. The guy was like five eight, five nine. Yeah. He he weighed more than uh, you know the coat you have on right now. Sure. And I just. I don't. He he checked in at five ten and two hundred seven pounds. Yeah. I'm not, but he does not to me look like two hundred seven pounds. He's not. And he probably had like four dinners the night before. No shit. <laughs> and I don't. I don't know if is he is he a top prospect? Absolutely. Is he, he is. worth a first round pick? No, absolutely not. People are talking about the first overall pick. 
Right. That's crazy. I don't think he's worth it. When you have, I mean, let's face facts. This is a highly defensive uh, draft class. Like, I think Nick Bosa should be more than likely be going first. You know, he's from right. Yeah, the Buckeyes. Go Buckeyes. Yeah, whatever, <laughs> whatever. But being transparent, I do not see him even being worth top fifteen pick. Him being Kyler Murray. Yeah, and I uh, I agree with you on that one. And I'll just give you some stats to kind of back up uh, where Kyler Murray and Dwayne Haskins um, come in at. In regards to passing yardage, Dwayne Haskins is at 4580. And Kyler Murray is at 4053. So about about 400 more yards. Um, In regards to touchdowns thrown, we're at 47 for Dwayne Haskins. We're at 40 for Kyler Murray. In regards to interceptions, we're at 8 interceptions for Dwayne, 7 for Kyler Murray. So, and completion percentage is 70% for both quarterbacks. Uh, in regards to rushing TDs, I believe... Murray's got the edge, right? Murray's got the edge. Um, but when you when you factor everything in, they're both at 51 touchdowns. So, right. with, with passing and throwing, both at 51. So, it's the same guy, but you have uh, the height and the physical measurements in Dwayne Haskins. Um, the kid reminds me of Big Ben. I, whenever I watch Dwayne Haskins, he is... Um, not the athletic guy running to the edge, but he is athletic in the pocket, which is massive. Right, which is he what, keeps plays alive. Exactly, he keeps plays alive. He's big enough where people won't be able to take him down with just a single arm. You have to actually put two hands on him to take right. him down. But he will be able to shrug off the first defender, move up in the pocket, and throw downfield. So I, I don't see it. Um, if the Cardinals make the decision to draft him overall, it'll be a stupid decision on Cliff's part. And it's not even just that, Jay. It's like, okay, playing devil's advocate, you're the Cardinals and you draft Kyler Murray first. Besides David Johnson and a very old Larry legend, Larry Fitzgerald, who else is there that is going to help that kid succeed? Nobody. Absolutely nobody, man. Like, I mean, what do you draft him first overall for? To, to hand the ball off to DJ? <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to be an ass. That, that's a legitimate question. Like, I can understand if there was, like, another complimentary piece out there. Like, I mean, one... One wide receiver, tight end, um, Ricky Seals-Jones at tight end. He didn't make it the whole season last year. Uh, I think Christian Kirk, he was banged up. So they were literally hoping on Larry Fitzgerald falling in the end zone a few times. And they didn't, I mean, unless they're going to get David Johnson lined up in the slot sometimes for him to throw the ball. I just don't see this being a, 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 a position for Murray and the Cardinals to succeed. On top of that, it's important to see their competition. They're playing against the Rams. They're in a hard-ass division. It's probably one of the hardest in in the NFL this year, upcoming year. It'll be one of the hardest divisions where the Rams will probably win the division again. The Seahawks will probably vie for that division. It's second uh, in regards to the Rams. I think Garoppolo and the 49ers come in third. But how are you going to beat those two teams? like the 49ers. Okay, you got Garoppolo coming back. You have George Kittle being George Kittle, Marquise Goodwin. You and might then, get an A.B., you never know. And then imagine, yeah, maybe get an A.B., and then possibly a healthy Jarek McKinnon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that's a tough division right there. Yeah. I just don't I just don't see it. Yeah. Whatever, man. Either way, we'll, we'll see draft night when it comes around and see what happens. Um, but it is around this time when the combine comes around that I uh, I am – I kind of go down memory lane – and think about the Wonderlick test. Oh, the legendary Wonderlick test. How uh, apparently if you score high enough, you'll be a good football player, which makes no sense to me at the end of the day. Um, and I I'll think give... Ryan Leaf scored high on the Wonderlick <laughs> test. And we'll know, just right? leave that for what it is. <laughs> right, right. And uh, the funny story being that Maurice Claiborne, a few years ago, 
scored a four on the Wonderlic test out of 50. Now, the Wonderlic test, it's uh, 50 questions, one question, um, I'm sorry, one point per question. Um, average is about 36. Uh, good is obviously 40 or higher, right? Um, let's give you some example. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Harvard graduate, had a 48. But our friend Maurice Claiborne scored a four. That's great. <laughs> That's think, like the lowest think, on record, right? I think, I think maybe, I, truthfully, I think you get six points for sounding your name. <laughs> I mean, so unless homeboy didn't spell the name right. I'm just, I'm just saying, um, you know what? Let's give him benefit of doubt. Maybe he's not, he's the best test taker. I know we're not scholars. Uh, oh, you know speak for yourself. Graduate of Daniel Webster College in Merrimack High School, class of 007 here. I am Einstein Jr., for the blue collar folk, okay? Yes, and going off that, I think Brennan, you're a very smart dude, and I think you're smarter than Maurice Claiborne, and I think we're gonna prove that right now. <laughs> I don't know, I have a, I have like a glass and a half of a Camarena tequila. No, right no, now, we're gonna so. prove that you're smarter than Maurice Claiborne, right? I'm gonna go ahead and administer a one of the test to you. Okay. Uh, we're not gonna go through 50 questions because we're out of time. No. But I'm gonna go through seven questions, and you'll get a point for each uh, right answer, and if you get five, you win. Okay. <laughs> You're basically better Sick. than Maurice Claiborne. Right. Right? So I might be a first round draft pick. <laughs> you might be a Perfect. first round draft pick. Ready for this? Let's go. All right. Question work, Mr. Puma. Question one, Mr. Puma. <laughs> what is the square footage in a room that is 13 by 18? A, 184 square feet. B, 224 square feet. Or C, 234 square feet. God, you have me do math while I'm Dude, drinking. Do some math, bro. I'm going to... I'm going to go with C. You are correct, Mr. Puma. 234 square feet. Woo! That's an actual question on the Wonderlic test. Awesome. <laughs> First round draft pick. Here we go. Number two. The Declaration of Independence was signed in A, 1824, B, 1776, C, 1990. Can I go with B? Of course, right? That was an easy one. Okay. But that's, a, actually, that's a true question as well. So you're telling me Maurice Claiborne may or may not have he, botched he, I mean, this. that's one of those that, I mean, obviously it's not the same questions year in a year out. Right, but in out, theory. But the ease level is there, right? Oh, my God. I mean, the one that it tests. Build the wall around that, tests, man. It tests math. It tests um, your, uh, I guess, sound, logical reasoning is what one of the categories <laughs> was. And then it tests your English, I guess. So uh, those three are the, the areas they focus on. Okay. All right. You got two questions right. You're almost there. Halfway Sick. there. Halfway there to Maurice Claiborne. <laughs> Number three. Select the item that you should not eat. A, flan. B, mousse. C, dessert. And then D, desert. I remember this in career mode from Madden. I think I think Ray Lewis was on the cover. I'm going to go with D, Desert. See, that's very easy. You're at three right now. Jesus. You're about to win. You're about to be smart. Give me the then. contract, Cardinals. <laughs> Hashtag B Red, C Red. All right, number four. Which of these numbers is the lowest? A, 10. B, 1. C, negative 1. D, the number of New York Giants win next year if they stick with Eli Manning at quarterback. <laughs> I'm gonna go with. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the last one. You're going with D? The big old goose egg oh. with Eli Manning. You are correct, sir. Yes. You are number four. Yes. One more and you I win. Tied Maurice. All right. <laughs> number five. If 
an Alabama quarterback gets $30,000 from a booster for the Escalade that he wants. But the Escalade is 50K. He should, A, buy a cheaper, more financially sound SUV like a Tahoe. B, turn himself into Nick Saban. C, set up a meeting with other boosters to help cover the rest. Or D, transfer to a dirtier program like USC or Miami for higher booster returns. (laughs) What is the correct answer, Mr. Puma? Oh, let's see. I'm going to go with meet with other boosters oh incorrect to get, incorrect to you transfer it. you transfer to a dirtier program you transfer, you you transfer to, like, to a dirtier program no, no no you transfer to a dirtier program like usc reggie bush is getting a half million dollars for his house miami you saw the documentary for 30 for 30 yep. you transfer all right <laughs> damn here oh, i'm thinking oh. like they could just pull pull their shit together mm. all right so i right now i'm maurice claiborne is that right, right now you're maurice claiborne great that's great. bad but you have a chance to redeem yourself. Oh, perfect. Number six. If the Cowboys win the Super Bowl next year, oh God, how much money would Jerry Jones need to invest into into the Super Bowl parade? A, one million dollars. B, one point five million dollars. Or C, two million dollars. Can there be a D, like his entire net worth, like with how much they carry on about winning the Super Bowl? Oh. You gotta, you gotta. No, I'll go with. Yeah, I'll go you gotta with, give me an answer. You can't just be like, "Can there be a D?" Give me. An I'll answer. go. I'll go with. Uh, I'll go with D. The two mil. Two mil, huh? Mm-hmm. That's a trick question. The Cowboys will win the Super Bowl anytime <laughs> soon. Jesus Christ! <laughs> no, they got Jason Wynn back. Just look at all the That's a trick section. question, Mister Puma. Just get, you gotta think outside the box, all right? Just think. Come on, we have, we've all seen the comments section for Jason Wynn. They're going to win the next three Super Bowls, for Christ's sake. All right. Here's the last question. Oh, Christ. You got to get this one to win. Okay. All right. Number seven. If an Oklahoma quarterback runs a 4.940 yard dash and a Texas A&M quarterback runs a 5.140 yard dash, but the Texas A&M quarterback has a four pound nine millimeter Glock, who will outrun the police? <laughs> I'm going to go with the guy carrying the Glock. Ooh, trick question again, Mr. Puma. If you listen closely, both the Oklahoma quarterback and Texas A&M quarterback, Baker Mayfield and Johnny Menzel, both got arrested and did not outrun the police. Oh, here we go. Okay. So both of them got arrested. Here we go. So <laughs> Another I, trick question. I end the game you gotta being, use your You gotta use your sound reasoning, alright? You, you, you gotta use your logic. But I tied Maurice Claiborne, so does that mean like I'm a first-round draft pick, or did I fall to the? Uh, At the end of the day, rookie? you still have a higher, um, I guess, hit rate, just because you took uh, seven questions and you got four right. Oh, sweet! Unlike Claiborne, who took fifty questions and got four right. Awesome! So, Perfect. so uh, you know what? You're definitely smarter than Maurice Claiborne. Thank Granted, God. some of those questions were not off the Wonderlic test; some I made up. But the first three definitely were off the Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Okay. Well, on that note, I'm going to take another pull of this Camarena tequila right here. I I, I had a good time just making this up, man. I was sitting there laughing to myself. How long did it take you? Oh, dude, it took me like a good two hours, man. Jesus Christ. Good two hours. I could be doing something else in my life, but I had to sit there. Right. Speaking of speaking of combine, the only other news I got with the combine sure. it's really not much news. It's just the fact that this guy is a genetic freak. So for those of you that don't know who DK Metcalf is, M E T C A L F, he is a wide receiver known out of Old Miss, and 
Here's some of his stats. Let's hear him. The guy is built like a brick shit house, by the way. He's six foot three, 228 pounds. Wow. Okay. On the bench press, he did 20, uh, 27 reps. And I think the weight is 235 pounds. So 27 reps of that, a 40 and a half inch vertical, 4.33 40, uh, 40 yard dash time, 1.6% body fat. How is that possible? I don't know. But just Google the guy, and he is built like a brick shit house. Like, I might draft him in fantasy football just because he is a fucking savage. I have 1.6 body fat in my feet alone. And, I mean, <laughs> I don't think I've ever had 1.6 body fat even when I was born. So this guy, I mean, I hope they drug test. I'm not saying he's on the juice, but I mean, the, at those stats, he's insane. Draft him. Draft him right now. I know he's going to be on my fantasy football team. Yeah. Built yeah. like a brick shit house. Yeah. But that's it for the combine, really. Yeah, yeah. Kind of a slower week uh, this week. Not much news to kind of cover. So we're going to kind of keep this podcast light. Let's run through some of the mailbag questions. Yeah, right so those of you guys that hit us up on the mailbag, one, thank you. We greatly appreciate it. And two, if you the, want uh, to know, the six so The 614 came through. Because I know every week you're like, oh, the Air 3 is holding it down. Yeah. And nobody from my hometown of Columbus, Ohio was stepping up. But I got two people in Andrew and my friend Kiwi helping us out. Sweet. Yeah, no, uh, and for those of you, if you submit a question on either Facebook or Instagram or the Twitter, uh, I'll either, or my, myself or Jay will either like uh, with the heart or the thumbs up if we're on Facebook, or you know, we'll, we'll definitely get back to you on, on Twitter as well, too. But if your question made the cut, you'll definitely get a, a heart symbol. So we'll start off with the, the great state of Ohio here. Go back, guys. So from GYA. Cubesson. Oh. oh, am I butchering his last name? Andrew Yakubishin is his last name. Yakubishin, my, yeah, my bad. That's uh, that's my boy from NetJets. So you know what's funny about Andrew? What you know how me and you became friends? We sat down the first day at Treywin and we were like, "Oh, hey, you like football?" Yeah. Same exact story. Sat down next to Andrew like four years ago at NetJets, and he looked over and he was like, "Oh, he, we talked about our cars because he had a uh, he had a Camaro and had a Mustang." And he was like, "Yo, is that your Camaro you rolled?" And I was like, "Yeah, that's my that's, that's a Camaro." And he's like, "I was like, yo." Got the Mustang, and then we talked about football, and then it was a uh, beautiful friendship. Oh, shit. So how do you say his last name again? Andrew Yakubishin. Yakubishin. My, my bad, Andrew. So here's your question. It's actually a good one. I like this one. Best QB in the draft, and will Kyler succeed? We kind of talked about we talked that about a little this. bit. Yeah, yeah, we talked about this. In my personal opinion, it's going to be, uh, obviously, uh, Dwayne Haskins, just because he has the bigger body. He has the bigger, I guess, credentials that you need to be an NFL quarterback. Um, and will Kyler succeed? I don't think so. Yeah. I think Kyler is going to get hurt, man. I think he doesn't have enough bulk to him. He's going to get hit once hard, man, and it's over for him. When you're that small, man, you got to realize it's, it's a man's game. Right. Could you imagine Terrell Stux coming around the corner and taking down Kyler Murray? He's going to get his head ripped off. He's going to die. Von, Von Miller? Good I, luck. Good luck, Charlie. I'm just saying whoever uh, Kyler's uh, family is just taking out insurance poly on his, uh, insurance poly out just because... I mean, we better get his last rice before every game, too. Oh, boy. He's going to go down. Yeah, we were just talking that. Who's the best quarterback in the draft? I mean, I mean listen, I'm not a Buckeye guy, but you got to go with Dwayne. Are you, are you coming over the dark side? I'm not coming over the dark side. Go back, guys. No, no, no. Death death before. But what's your thoughts on will Kyler succeed? I, oh, God. I mean, it's like too early to tell, but, I mean, if the Cardinals draft him, I just, I just don't see it. Right now, at face value, if the, with what the reports are and the Cardinals take him first, I I do not see it at all. Really? And these these aren't like willy nilly decisions that like okay you can you know friggin' recover from like no problem. Like th- this is a decision that could possibly set a franchise back 
a decade. Like, I I just I don't see it. No, they yeah. might as well just roll out with with uh, Josh Rosen and and fucking take their chances that way. Sure, sure. So the second mailbag question, we're I think we're going back to the great state of Ohio. Okay, we'll bye got, guys. Uh, Ky underscore mh. I'm assuming that's yes. Kim. That's uh, Kyla Hubbard. Kyla Hubbard. Good, not uh, even close. Not even close. A good friend of mine from high school. So Jay, Combine Week is currently upon us. How do you think my Ohio State boys will do? And ultimately, who do you think will pick up Haskins, Weber, Jones, and Bosa in the draft? It's too it's too early to tell where Weber and Jones will go, just because there's so much that's now for do. those that are. A Buckeye fan. Who were who were Weber and Jones? Who are we talking about here? Uh, like what are their positions? So Weber's a running back, and then um, Jones. Fuck, I'm just I'm totally drawing blank right here right now. See, totally, totally drawing a blank for Jones. We'll get back to you on that. But, uh, but obviously, both the defensive end. He's right. gonna be he's gonna be a stud. He's gonna be number one overall pick. Truthfully, my personal opinion should be Kyler Murray, um, and then obviously Haskins. Um, so Weber and Jones. Uh, not much in regards to where we where these guys can go because it's not solidified just yet. Not enough people are talking about him, so we don't have much information on right. where they're gonna go. But Haskins, a lot of people think number six of Giants will be a good um, a good landing spot for him. That'll be great. Will he go in sitting for a year behind Eli Manning? And hopefully it'll be like one of those um, Alex Smith to Patrick Mahomes kind of handoff. Mm-hmm. So a year behind him, and then uh, Eli Manning will go away, and then Haskins will take over. And then it, it, in my personal opinion, I think Bosa should go number one overall to the uh, the Cardinals right a lot of mock drafts have him going to the Cardinals number one overall. it makes sense it's a defensive draft him and Chandler Jones on that defensive line for the Cardinals right that could be uh, that could just wreak all kinds of havoc yeah that could possibly be like Sue and uh, and Donald down sure. in LA of course yeah uh, so my take I got I'm with you I think uh, Haskins one should be taken over Kyler Murray and I think he's gonna go with the Giants I think if the Giants say they do take him if they're at two and two. Oh, they, yeah. they might as well just put Dwayne in. If it's halfway through the season and they're hovering around five hundred, a game above, a game beyond, a game below, uh, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna see Haskins. You're gonna have to. You're gonna, you're gonna have, gonna have to. Yep. I mean, look at what the what the, the Ravens yeah. did with Lamar Jackson. Yeah, they were right around five hundred ish, and they made that late push with him. So. Speaking of the whole Giants thing, I want to make a point because a lot of people came down hard on Ben McAdoo last year um, when he benched Eli Manning and started Geno Smith. Looking back at that decision, that was the right decision, and he knew it. He knew Eli Manning had nothing left, and he was ahead of the curve and made that decision. Ultimately, it cost him his job because of the backlash, but looking back right now, Eli Manning is fucking trash. I mean, no doubt. He is trash. It's not even just the fact that, I mean, we can all agree that the way McAdoo went about it was bad. Of course. But this is a perfect example of a team that is living in the past. Like mm-hmm. you need to have the foresight to be like, okay, we don't have the best of Eli anymore. Like it is time to move on. Like you, you, you sever ties the right way with the guy that brought you two Super Bowls. Like that's, that's what you do. You can't just keep living in the past and setting your, your franchise back year after year after year when you have so much offensive talent. Like, there's no excuse for why they aren't winning with OBJ, Sterling Shepard, um, Evan Ingram, and uh, generational talent in Saquon Barkley. Like, there's there's no excuse. So this is purely on ownership at this point if they trot 
old man Eli Manning out there to get his head ripped off in the NFC East. Like, there, there's no excuse. That'd be great. I want to see that. I mean, I know, but in all seriousness, no. Like, for from a football perspective, you can't really have two, you know, New York teams shit in the money bed, and one of them is just based on ownership ignorance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's my take. And I think Bosa. Bosa should be first overall. Yep, he he should. should be in the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to happen. Why do I feel like he'd be a perfect Raider? I can see that. Like they don't have they don't that. have a pass rusher. Yeah. And what are the Raiders picking again? I mean, God, they have like so many picks. Mm-hmm. They got one from Dallas. They got a couple from Chicago with the Khalil Mack trade. I think if Bosa is still on the board. And Oakland hasn't dumped their first round draft picks to uh, to Pittsburgh to pick up AB. Um, I could totally see Bosa being in the silver and black, just for for pass rushing purposes because they didn't have it last year. Sure. And I can't speak on the other two just because I don't know who they are. All I know is that, like you said, one of them is a running back, and it's kind of a thin running back class. Mm-hmm. So. I can't make an educated prediction on the yeah. other two, but those are my picks on. Yeah, and Weber, uh, I saw his forty-yard dash. He came in third overall, which is not bad in a um, in the in the uh, running back class. So we'll see, man. It's up in the air. Uh, he's a big back. He reminds me uh, of Zeke, where he's bigger, thicker, but he can still get to the outside. Mm. Um, Weber came in and um, he had quite the hype to live up to, man. Such a massive amount of hype, and he kind of underperformed. He was supposed to be Zeke with better almost from right. what um, he got recruited into after Zeke left, but it never really panned out for him at Ohio State. So hopefully he can recover in the pros and who knows in a few years we'll be saying his name. Sick. Well, that was a great question from uh, your, your folks down in the... Thank you, know, you 614. Holding 614. it down. Making, so, me, making me proud. 603 so, taking it over over so, here. <laughs> so where do, you, where do you want to go? You want to go New Hampshire or you want to go Connecticut? Where are we going? Let's go with CT. We're going to go with the CT. We got J underscore boots. So... It's kind of a twofer. So Bryce Harper, for those of you that don't know, he's a marquee, air quote, marquee baseball free agent that just signed with the Philadelphia Phillies for, I believe it was 13 years, $330 million contract to play with the Philadelphia Phillies. And apparently he is recruiting free agent Le'Veon Bell to Philadelphia. Would it be a good fit for him? First of all, I am shocked our boy Tuhat Buta didn't give us a Gulfstream question. I am uh, beyond shocked that he has a <laughs> he has a football question. <laughs> I was expecting a if a G six fifty takes off. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, you you got to show Jay Boots some love, man. <laughs> Jay underscore Boots. Good guy, good guy. Boots so, what's your take? What do you think? I uh, I think it's gonna be a great fit. I think it'll be a great fit. You stay in the state of uh, Pennsylvania. You back up. Uh, you add a talent and um, help out Carson Wentz in the backfield. From all as uh, as most of you can, most especially you, Brandon, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of Carson Wentz. I think he isn't um, that durable to play in the NFL. And I think the best way to protect him is obviously run the ball a good 20 to 22 times a game. And uh, obviously, J.H.I. didn't work out that well for them last year. Is, is he going to be there? Is he going to be cut? I think he's going to be there. Yeah. The, the only issue is, is he has a degenerative knee issue that kind of dogged him uh, in college at Boise State in, in Miami. Besides being kind of a cancer in the locker room. Yeah. As a Dolphins fan over here, I can attest to that. Yeah. But if you move Ajay and you get Bell back there, I think that's a win-win situation, man. Yeah, I, think I mean. that's a great spot. And the running back situation last year was just, it was so bad. I mean, it was... 
either I think it was Josh Adams. He yeah. was a rookie. You know, he, he had a couple of good games. Ajayi went down with an ACL issue. Uh, I think it was a Wendell Smallwood was kind of was kind of hit or miss. It was you know kind of a carousel of running back. I think if you are able to get Bell and you still have Wentz under that rookie contract, you can back the Brinks truck up sure. a little bit. Sure. And Howie Roseman has no problem spending money. Of course. So why not? Like yep. the only knock I would have is Bell better one be in shape. And two, perform from the jump. Because we're talking about a fan base that threw snowballs at friggin' Santa Claus, for Christ's sake. So if you're not performing up to snuff, you're going to get your, you're gonna fucking hear about it in the, in the, the cheap seats. I, I've been to an Eagles game before. Oh, really? Have you? They are they are one of some of the most delusional fan bases ever. And I'm, I'm talking about being a, a Cubs fan, a Dolphins fan, all, all that nonsense. So, and they make us look Amish. I think they're second worse, to the, worse than Cowboy fans. Oh, they're they're second to Dallas Cowboy fans. Oof. So I mean, they threw snowballs at Santa Claus. Oof, sometimes, Come on, sometimes Santa's stupid, bro. He gets he deserves it. But like I said, I could see him going to Philadelphia and being a, a safety valve for Carson Wentz. And you know, Golden Tate's going to be a free agent, so you could line you could put Le'Veon Bell out at, at wide receiver in the slot, and he could run some pass patterns. We've already discussed that he's probably one of the best route running um, running backs in the league. Yeah. So why not? It's just another offensive weapon for Carson Wentz, and kind of a wide open NFC East. Yeah. If you land Le'Veon Bell, uh, I think you win the NFC East. I yeah. think that gives you a two headed monster in the uh, run, 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 play action uh, pass. Get a Carson Wentz out to the edges, throw downfield kind of thing. So I think that's a, that's a great question. I think uh, if uh, if Bell can somehow end up there in uh, in Philadelphia, that'd be amazing. And the second one from Jay Boots is the NFL is thinking about getting a sky judge. Seems a little overboard to him. What are your yeah thoughts? overboard to the Panthers fan that was happy when the Saints didn't make the playoffs? I mean, I get that. I see his angle, but I think it's the correct uh, decision here. You gotta help these refs out with making these decisions. You cannot ever have another uh, Saints blown call in the NFL ever again to cost a Saints team to go to the play- to the Super Bowl. I mean, I that's I think they should right. Invest. And and the thing is too is let's put this in context. So. The, the owners uh, in the NFL, I believe it was the owners in the, the competition committee, they met this week. And it seemed like, according to the Giants owner, uh, the, the, the Mara family, they, they came out and said that they don't really foresee a lot of changes to instant replay. So that's the current speculation. Um, so that means, like, there's no no second review for, like, non-calls, no, no sky judge, no, no nothing. And then later on in the week, it seemed like the NFL was entertaining that idea. In the AAF, they use that for, uh, like, passing interference calls or non-calls within the last four minutes of the fourth quarter, or if it's something super egregious. So, I don't have a problem with that in the in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, you're really just limiting to a certain time frame. We're not opening up Pandora's box to every play being reviewable. I don't have a problem with that. I would rather get the call right and maybe and slow the game down. And for those of you that are coming out and saying, oh my God, you're going to slow the game down. We spent five friggin' minutes on whether or not a football grazed Julian Edelman's hand. It did not. But the point being, we spent five fucking minutes on that when we could just have a guy key up and say, no, that didn't happen. Or, hey, you missed this call. Throw the flag on this. I would rather get the call right in big games in the last four minutes than not have it and have this friggin' nonsense of 
what are we like 45 days almost of the non-call and like people are still fucking carrying on about it i mean dude they'll never, they'll never forget that that's one of those egregious calls where it's in nfl history man that's never gonna be you can't ever get over that bro like that's massive i would like i said give me the give me the sky judge give me the, give me the sky judge so then that way i don't have to fucking turn on the uh sports center and see like everybody putting up fucking billboards in Atlanta about like uh you know they blew it with like Saints Norman uh nomenclature or uh, fucking Congress trying to threaten the NFL to come up to Capitol Hill. Shut please give me the sky judge if I get to avoid that nonsense. I I, I can't. I can't I can't do it. You, you, you guys you, y'all are insane. I uh, could you imagine if the NFL had that window into the judges i'm um, sorry into the decision making process like the aaf had for that call could you imagine if we actually had more information about that to, to create what in order to have that you need a call there was no call yeah yeah i guess you're right yeah i would hey, I, I said last week i think what the aaf's doing with replay and having the microphone is is perfect and i think you're definitely going to see that moving forward yeah why why not make it at the end of the halves that every single play is reviewable why not it's not gonna fill the game I mean, that much. You already have an official review with the two within two minutes. What? Why not? Yeah. If we're all about getting the call right, yeah. Why not? I. That's that's my take. And then the last question is from Hercules twenty four twenty four. So do we know Hercules twenty four twenty four? D Dub alum, Daniel Webster, pride and joy. What's his name? Hercules twenty four twenty four. What's his real name? First name is Freddie. Freddie, you the boy, you the man. So his question is kind of AAF related. Oh, uh, so Johnny Football, Johnny Manziel has recently been uh, cut by the uh, by the CFL. So Johnny Football getting booted from CFL. Where's he going now? Hashtag comeback season SZN. What's SZN stand for? Season. Oh, <laughs> I thought it was like an AAF team. <laughs> no, no, no. Hashtag, hashtag comeback season. So what do you think? What do you think, Johnny? I think that'd be great. Uh, let's have him go to the uh, the AAF. Like I said, I want star talent in that league so I can watch that league. Wait, you're uh, saying Johnny Manziel is star talent? I know, not star talent, but polarizing. He's definitely polarizing. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I said, if he was on an, an AAF team, I would tune in to see if Johnny Manziel is still a fucking that comment. Wreck. For those of you that didn't hear me taking the top off the, the tequila is making me drink a little bit. But by all means, go ahead. I would Jack. love to see if Johnny Manziel is a train wreck still or if he's, uh, he's actually got his life back still, which is obviously he hasn't. But I, 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 I'd tune in, bro. If he was at the AAF, I would watch it. Right now, I don't. I don't have time for that shit. I don't have time for subpar football. Subpar. Oh, here we go. You know what I'm saying? Here we go. I, subpar. I, I, have you I, watched the game? I've watched highlights. And nothing stands Even up. Even the highlights are good. Like, yeah. you're uh, okay. So, said last week. I'm going to answer your question, Freddie. But let me let me correct this ass a little bit. So, we've established that this is a developmental football, league. and that's my problem with it. Well, what what do you want? Like, want... do you want Carson Wentz to go down the okay to let the minor? Let me ask like... you a question. Let me ask you a question. When you go to a restaurant and uh, they say, "All right, we can give you either great prime A." Um, cut of steak, or would you like a marginal at best product? What would you choose? Well, you're talking about a restaurant compared to a football. I'm just saying, like I'm you're, saying, you're comparing a restaurant to it's McDonald's. Still, it's still a product you consume. You consume the NFL. Yeah, like but you consume... listen, unless you're completely blind and naive and expect an NFL product for everything that is football, you're delusional. 
they've come out and said that they are developmental league. So the and fact, I don't want that. The, the, the fact is that this is a fast track to the NFL. Like there's that's literally like saying I want Jared Goff to go play for um for the the San Diego Fleet because I want a big name to it. Like it's no, a see, see, it's not, a see, I didn't say that. League. I didn't say that. I said you take those guys that have been out of the league for a year. The, the guys that have already been proven that they can't be like quality NFL stars and are backups. You go after those guys. You go after the RGTs. You go after the Johnny Manziel in this case. You go after the those guys that have been in the NFL that people have the people have kind of fallen in with a little bit because that's well, there's the, that's guys the that have turned down future contracts like Forsyth for for the the San Antonio Commanders turned down a futures contract so he could prove himself in the AAF and get a bigger deal. It's not like they're literally hiring people on the replacements that were on a the DC SWAT team That'd be great. like da- a Danny Bateman uh, to, to play in this league. These are guys that have the goods or have played like Trent Richardson. Listen, if you're long story short, Freddie, if you're getting kicked out of the CFL, not just by the Montreal outlet, uh, the league itself, I don't want you anywhere near a professional football uh, football team, a league. I don't want you in the AAF. Like, you really got to try to get kicked out of, a, like, a league. A league. This isn't just the Montreal team that said, we don't want you. You can hit free agency. The commissioner came out and said, no team in the CFL can hire this guy. Granted, you're playing in Montreal. For those of you that don't know, they have a red light district up there. Maybe he was doing rails of cocaine with the hooker. Who knows? But the point being, you got kicked out of a league. I don't want him anywhere near a de- developmental league. No, you can keep your ass unemployed. You had your shot. Oh, You've had five different chances. I hope to God Johnny Manza ends up in the AAF. No, Because that no. would be a great you know story. You know, that's he, the biggest issue. He is issue a with... perfect Vince McMahon guy. <laughs> exactly. Go to the exactly. XFL. Well, that's Go the thing. To, the there's a- your gimmick. There's the, the AAF has a problem where it doesn't have storylines, right? It has a bunch of people you don't love, a bunch of people that you don't really care about. So if you get Johnny Manziel, who people know for the most part, and get him in that league, people will watch that. People will watch that storyline. Listen, that's the AF needs to take a um, a page out of the Kardashians' playbook, right? Somehow, somehow get us to consume their product without even wanting us. I'll give you an example. They are consuming Listen, the product. No, the fucking rage was fifteen percent yeah, on Saturday. But most people aren't. You know what I'm saying? So I'll give you an example. Obviously, it's I'll give you an example. Up. An example. The Kardashians, right? Me, being a 30-year-old male, is not their demographic. 30-year-old male that believes in Chuck E. Cheese pizza conspiracies. Can you finish my thought here? There we go. The Kardashians, I am not their demographic. But somehow, I don't know how they did it, somehow they have gotten me to buy into this Jordan Woods... um, All right, here we go. I I can't believe we've gone off the rails (laughs) to the point where you're comparing football leagues to the friggin' Kardashians and whether or not a babysitter... Is is uh, Boink and Tristan Thompson like? She is. She is. So let me. Let me oh my God! Let me explain this to you. A week ago, I started seeing Jordan Woods' name, and I was like, "Who is Jordan Woods?" She's a glorified babysitter, right? I thought here, and I was like, "I don't care who this Jordan Woods person is, and whatever, fuck it." Next day, I start seeing memes about this person. Third day, I see more memes. Now I'm like, "This Jordan Woods person, I'm intrigued. Who is this person?" The fourth day, I'm starting to put stuff together. The Kardashian and Khloe, Khloe Kardashian's name is being thrown around with Jordan Wood. So at this point, I'm super intrigued. And then luckily, uh, your, your, you know, your significant other, Tara, filled us in into what happened. And now I'm fully invested in the story. 
I don't understand how they went from they were, I don't understand how the Kardashians got into my psyche and wanted me to care about the story. And I do now. I do care about Jordan Wood boinking <laughs> Kardashian's significant other. So now that's who's what the a, now who's a significant other for those of you that don't know? Tristan Thompson. Tristan Thompson. Yeah. Okay. But I'm just saying, like, just think about how they mind fucked us into caring about the Kardashians. That's what the AF's gotta do. They don't need to do that. They need to do that. They don't need to do that because they're if I was, great. If I was listen, Charlie Ebersol, not... if I was Charlie Ebersol, I'd be online right now with uh, Kim Kardashian and, and Kris Jenner and be like, yo, you guys want to be, be my VP of marketing? No. <laughs> Please, God, no. They just got a $250 million investment. But no. Like, the, the, there's, no, there's no way. I don't want him anywhere near a fucking AAF football team. Like, he is perfect Vince McMahon guy. Like, you want to angle? Go for it. You want to you wanna be the heel of the league? By all means. But if you're a developmental league with an NFL out clause... I don't want any part of that. And listen, anyone that is boinking a Kardashian or associated with a Kardashian, that is where careers go to die. Can I can I can I give you a tweet that I saw today that's gonna make you lose oh your mind? Oh god. By today, all means. Today somehow I was uh, scrolling through Twitter and Khloe Kardashian's tweet came up because it was trending, I guess. And I said, Khloe Kardashian says, What's been harder and more painful is being hurt by someone so close to me. Someone who I love and treat like a little sister. But Jordan is not to be blamed for the breakup of my family. This was Tristan's fault. Your thoughts on that? My thought. Okay, so... The fact that she's she, blaming Tristan right, so for she this? Said, she, she said that this... What's her fucking name again? She said this jo- was... What, what, Jordan what? Jordan, Jordan Woods? Woods, I guess? Jordan Woods. Was like a little sister. And how it hurt her. But it's not. it's not her fault? Yeah, she's. Well, I think the bigger issue is why it is Chloe. It takes two to fucking tango. I, I'm just saying uh, the fact that Chloe's just dumping this all on Tristan is kind of unfair, dude. I mean, it's, Where, where's our Me Too movement? Okay. Oh my god, it's a, all right. <laughs> it is a two. It's a two way street. I'm here for you, Tristan. It is a two way street. Like it's not like he just accidentally fell. It was like, oops, but my, my unit. Like here we go. Let's let's have at it. But do you see what I'm already do down you see what here. Chloe's saying though? Chloe's saying it is nowhere at all Jordan's fault. It's all Tristan's fault. No, that is fucking horseshit. That's stupid. It's fifty like, fifty. No, it should no. be fifty fifty. I can understand. Like I can understand if say like uh, what's his name Tristan made a pass and she said no. Like I'm yeah. Done. Oh yeah, that'd be amazing. Then that'd be one thing. Like okay, it's Tristan's fault. But these two people like they're they're fucking having extramarital shit. Like, no, no, there's no way you can just put it on Tristan and completely give your friend a pass. No, I don't want to hear that smoke. Mm-mm. But do you see what happened here? A week and a half ago, I could care less about the story. But with just how they, I don't know if they generate memes at home. I don't know if this, is, you know what? If I had to guess, this is all part of a play of the Kardashians. They sat down two weeks ago and they said, you know what? Jordan, why don't you have sex with Kristen? This will be a massive thing. We'll be in the news. I still think Caitlyn Jenner is Bruce Jenner. All right? I think it's all fucking front. I think- well, they still got the plumbing, right? Like, I'm just saying, mean- I don't trust the Kardashians. They are fucking, but they are brilliant. Throughout what I mean, do. Joe Rogan has a perfect bit about this, about like the career was kind of flagging. It was like, oh, you watch the bit on, uh, on, on Netflix. Joe Rogan, all of his specials are up there. It's great. But no, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, he still got the plumbing. I mean, he didn't go like the full, the full change. I mean, he got the chin lopped off. All I'm saying I'm a is, girl. all I'm saying is, if I ever started JT Aviation, I would be hiring um, Kim Kardashian as my senior vice president. Please God no. I'm just saying. Please God no. She's a fucking genius. I'm sorry, Chris Jenner. Chris Jenner is a real. Uh, I think she's the real like string pusher or like. String you know what? You know what? I'm gonna go off on a tangent real quick. Go for it, bro. The, the floor is yours. Now that you open Pandora's box, OJ, this is your fucking fault. 
Because if you didn't lop Nicole Brown Simpson's fucking head off and the, and, and and Ron Goldman, you, you turned him into fucking Swiss cheese because you're an insecure guy that is an NFL Hall of Famer, movie star, Heisman Trophy winner. If you didn't kill anybody, this isn't a goddamn problem. We wouldn't hear the goddamn Kardashians. You know, the Papa Kardashian wouldn't be a goddamn thing. You'd still be at nightclubs banging down cocaine and, and people out there. No, this is all your friggin' fault. Now they got a goddamn show on E! News, and now they're being invited to the goddamn White House. I can't, I can't. This is all your fault, OJ. Thank you very friggin' much. Can the midget in North Korea push the button to end it all now? Like, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. So you're saying we're paying for OJ's sins? We are paying for OJ's sins. He might have got off in that murder case because of shoddy investigative work, but we're all paying the price of friggin' the, the Kardashian Hydra that is out there now of, you know, Kim banging. It all started with Kim and the sex tape. And then Reggie Bush decided to pull a Garoppolo and plant his flag down there. And his career ended. And all this other nonsense. And then what was the guy that played for the New Jersey Nets? She, I think he was involved. Oh, yeah, the Chris Humphreys marriage. Chris yeah. Humphreys got yeah. married for like an antibiotic cycle. Like yeah. a Z-Pack. We've all taken a Z-Pack. That's a two-week antibiotic thing. He got married and then got that annulled. And that follows him to this day. And it's 2019. And now... Uh, Lamar Odom married oh, Chloe. Poor okay, Lamar. married Chloe, and then that thing goes south. And oh, let me take a couple of you know get her up pills from a gas station and go into cardiac arrest. Might have a goddamn coma. Come out, and then now Chloe's banging Tristan Thompson. They are literally where careers go to die. Okay, are you done? Maybe is Kyler Murray gonna bang one of these people next? Like I don't know. Who knows? Stay away from the Kardashians. Okay, wow. <laughs> That's a lot to take God in. Damn it. <laughs> That's a lot. I think I can live with all of it, but what makes me mad the most, I think more than anything pisses me off beyond belief, is their stupid fucking name for their babies. It's so stupid. It Northwest? Yeah, but Southeast West. Yeah, yeah, right. It's like Southwest Airlines Kardashian, some bullshit like that, right? I don't know. And then and then Chloe's kid is named True. As in T R U E. So True Kardashian is the name of the fucking kid. Well, apparently Tristan wasn't true, so who knows? Oh, damn. Damn. Oh, my God. That's some subtle mind fuck by Chloe. She's like, I'm going to name him true just so he knows he hasn't been true. Oh, that's stupid. So, Freddie. Freddie. Yeah, what was the question again? Hercules 24-24. Jay says, sign the man up to the AAF. Jay says, sign up Kardashian to the AAF. And I say, (laughs) stay the fuck away from that man. And I think that's all we got for the fan questions. Oh my God. <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe. I just went off on a tangent about the Kardashians. That's how they get that's how they get you, bro. They're not gonna Alright, so they did get me. They got you. That one time. They got you, bro. No. Have you watched the carrier watch Keeping the Kardashians? No, I'm not gonna watch I have a set of balls, so I'm not gonna watch that fucking show. Hmm, interesting. Mm-hmm. You know a lot about the Kardashians without watching their show. All you have to do is watch ESPN. <laughs> All I have to do is watch ESPN. Bazinga. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Yeah, yeah. Come on. Did you know funny? We're at 55 minutes. We thought- 55 minutes. We thought we were only going to hit 30. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's plug it up, bro. Okay. So those of you guys that stuck through. We should we should have done the Kardashian bit earlier. We should have. <laughs> that stuck through the 55 minutes of this fucking train wreck. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Pro Football Radio. 
You can follow Twitter at PFR Podcast. You can follow myself on Twitter at Brando underscore Puma. And you can follow my co-host and fucking poking the bear guy over here, Jay Chima at Jay Chima. Trist, <laughs> Tristan, I support you. I think that's all we got for, for plugs. Where's the Me Too for Tristan? Oh, God. I mean, listen, don't get me started. We're going to go another 55 minutes and start that shit again. <laughs> so that's all the plugs. Facebook, Instagram, Pro Football Radio uh, Podcast, Twitter, PFR Podcast, Rando underscore Puma, and Jay Chima on the Twitter. To our 33 fans out there, thank you for your support. Yep, <laughs> greatly appreciated, and we'll have another mailbag this week. Via Dios.